It's awesome to have the chance, as always, to catch up with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Does an incredible job following Cardinals baseball at thecardinalnation.com and covering the minor leagues. So if you have a question about Lars Newt Bar or if you're curious about what's happening with the top prospects of the St. Louis Cardinals or their affiliates, just head to thecardinalnation.com. And Brian Walton has those answers, and he's got answers with what's happening every single game with every single affiliate at thecardinalnation.com. We're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Blue Tail Medical Group, great alternative prior to surgery, and check them out at bluetailmedicalgroup.com. Hey, Brian, we missed last week. First time we've done that in a long time, uh, and I can't believe I screwed it up. It's all on me. I thought you were at a fishing trip, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to let Brian miss a week. We didn't even miss a week during COVID, so that's on me. So blame me. It's my fault, but uh, I know I, I had a lot of people reach out to me and said, where's Brian? So for our listeners, this is on me, my fault. Don't blame Brian. It's on me. So you're back. How you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Caught a lot of fish. And uh, the record, for the record, I called you from the lake. We did our call. Uh, I, I wasn't on the lake, but I was in the cabin. So, but uh, we'll start a new streak now. I got gotcha. you. Um, let's uh, let's start with Lars Newtbar. This has been a guy that the Cardinals are very high on. Uh, let's start with just a general thought on who is Lars Newtbar, who we saw triple today, pick up his first major league hit. I saw him in spring training this year in terms of just seeing the games. We're calling him off monitors as we're doing this year for regular season play. Big arm, can play all three outfield spots. But uh, who is Lars Newtbar? Uh, Lars Newtbar was an eighth rounder from California a few years back and was known as a really solid all-around player. Um, primarily a corner outfielder. Uh, we saw his arm, you know, in fact, today again. You know, he's, he's an excellent outfielder, but probably not a center fielder. Um, but the question with Lars Newtbar was always going to be, was he going to show any power or not? And prior to this year, he really didn't. And he had just gotten a brief introduction to, to double A. I think he played about 30 games. There were a little over a month at double A in 2019, uh, you know, before the virus hit and then another 20 some at triple A. So really Lars Newtbar only has, he has less than 60 games of experience above class A ball. So I was a little surprised to see him get the call to St. Louis, but the reason why I think, or the prevailing reason was that Lars Newtbar, whatever happened between 2019 and now, Lars Newtbar seemed to find the power in his bat. And maybe it's just at, you know, 23 years old, you know, he got that maturity. Maybe he figured out something in his swing. Don't know. But his first month plus at Memphis, uh, you know, he was hitting the ball with authority, extra base hits. And that was something he hadn't done before. And I think the Cardinals offense, of course, needs help. They wanted to see if they could catch a little lightning in the bottle in Lars Newtbar. I think it's a good move, you know, when you're still waiting for Bader and obviously a very good defensive player. You need a jump start with something offensively. You've had two or less runs in eight of the last ten games. It's been historically bad wins and losses, literally historically bad wins and losses in the month of June. And offensively, he's swinging the bat well this year. You need a jump start. You might as well try it. So I, I think it's a good move. Absolutely, Dan. And, you know, it, Lane Thomas was there and he was in that role and he just wasn't hitting. Now, granted, he wasn't playing enough. So 
you know, he went down and, and hit a home run in his first game in AAA. So maybe, you know, Lane Thomas can get jump started again and can help the team later. Justin Williams came off the injured list last week, uh, had a rehab stint, but we saw Justin Williams wasn't consistent enough either. So yeah, let's give Lars Newport. We saw Scott Hurst get a shot earlier and did okay. So now it's Lars Newport's shot. You know, why not give the young guys a chance? I, I'd like to see Edmundo Sosa continue to play a little more too. I, you might as well see if these guys can do something because, you know, the guys, the regular starting eight just haven't been getting the job done. It's been a rough month for the Cardinals. We're going to get into the minor leagues in just a moment. What, what's your thought on, on what you're seeing right now with the St. Louis Cardinals? Obviously, I think we all expected more, but what do you, what do you, uh, what do you think of what's going on right now with the Cardinals? Well, you know, it's easy to be a second guesser, and I'm going to do that now. But, you know, the, the Cardinals chose to stand pat with their pitching la- this last winter. Now, granted, they brought back Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. But other than that, they didn't go out and, and get, you know, some of the guys, uh, veterans on the market who were available at probably for some pretty good prices. And you, you looked at the roster and said, you know, gosh, that's, you know, that's a pretty good group. But yet, you know, when the injuries come and the injuries have certainly bitten them hard, but they've bitten a lot of major league clubs and the Cardinals quickly went through their depth. I mean, you know, they got to the point where they really didn't have anybody left in AAA, you know, once the Elliges and the Junior Fernandezes and, you know, all were called back up. And so, you know, you look down to Memphis now and the, the only guys on the 40 man roster that are healthy are Angel Rondon. And uh, Waddell, who's a guy they just, you know, picked up this off waivers this last week. So there's just not a lot of help ready at the at the AAA level right now, either pitching or on the offensive side. One of the guys I want to ask you about, and we're going to keep an eye on him all summer long, Matthew Libertor. He was with Team USA as they qualified for the Olympics. Uh, how has he fared so far this summer? Matthew Libertor is really starting to get into his stride. Um, since he came back, He's made two starts. Uh, both of them were around five innings or a tad more, and he only gave up one run in each of those outings. Um, walks were low. Um, so Matthew Libertor is, you know, has taken his, his ERA down from, I think it was about you know, five and a half, now down to four and a quarter or so. And he's looking like he's handling that, you know, adapting to AAA. The question is, will he go, you know, compete for them, for Team USA for in further action? Or will the Cardinals, you know, look to him and say, hey, come on up and pitch in our bullpen or, or maybe even make a start or two? Who knows? If, if starters keep going down or they keep continuing to pitch like they have, you know, could Matthew Libertor be any worse than what we've seen from some of the starters? How about Zach Thompson? Zach Thompson, on the other hand, uh, has not handled the – adapting to triple a as well uh, a lot of walks uh 22 walks in 30 innings uh the strikeouts are there but he's just and a lot of hits as well uh triple a batters are hitting 333 against zach thompson um he just hasn't really now that his last time out uh he had a scoreless outing but he only went three innings so um as opposed to liberatory you know I, I kind of always look at those two as the you know the two top prospect lefties I don't think there's any doubt that Libertor is ahead of Thompson in terms of adapting to AAA. And, you know, it's at least good that Thompson had a a better appearances last time out. But, you know, if that trend doesn't continue, you got to wonder if maybe he shouldn't go back down to AA for a while. And that's just, that's not anything I've heard from anybody, but, you know, he had a stretch where he was giving up, you know, four or five runs a game. And that's, you know, that's not a, 
that's not what anybody wants to see. No, not at all. A couple position players want to ask you about. Yvonne Herrera, young catcher that uh, we're very high on. Cardinals added him to the 40-man roster. How about Yvonne Herrera? Yvonne Herrera got off to a nice start um, with Springfield, and he's doing a great job taking walks. Uh, his on base is 377, but the hits haven't been coming. He's only batting 214. He's shown some power. He has four home runs, but he only has four doubles as well. So really the, the, the batting average and the, and the power are, are something that you, you know, you'd like to see a little more from Yvonne Herrera, but he's, you know, what, 36 games into, into his season. So, and his, his OPS is 719. It's certainly nothing to be embarrassed about, but it's not, his results aren't, and, and his strikeouts are, I don't know, about 30% or so. So a little higher than you'd like. So at this point, you know, Herrera needs to get, continue to get more experience at double A, uh, he's not a candidate for AAA at this time, in, in my opinion. We saw, I guess it was about a week, maybe 10 days ago, maybe two weeks ago, Nolan Gorman went on a tear at Springfield. Um, it looked like he was really starting to, to catch on and, and just, you know, make that, that transition to AA. How about Nolan Gorman? Yeah, you, you really like to see the power that's come from, because, I mean, I, I think, you know, we've talked about it, everybody talks about it. The ticket for Nolan Gorman to reach the major leagues and stay there for, what folks hope to be a long time is his power. And I mean, he has 10 home runs in his first, uh, you know, three dozen games uh, driven in 25. So, you know, batting over 300 uh, OPS around 900. So, you know, offensively, Nolan Gorman is doing everything that folks expected of him, frankly, a little sooner than, than maybe you think. And he's also, of course, defensively, uh, you know, continuing that transition to learning second base while still, remaining uh, competent and, and ready at third. So, um, you know, Nolan Gorman is probably exceeding expectations right now. In terms of what they're doing with him, Brian, defensively, what are you hearing with that? Is he at third base primarily and then a little second? Is he getting any outfield? What are they, what are they doing with him defensively? There's no plans. I, I've heard a lot of fans and f stuff talk about the outfield. That isn't anything that's been in – in any serious discussions. He hasn't played outfield in any games at all. Uh, he started the season the first uh, three weeks or so the Cardinals had him playing third base exclusively. Now he's playing more at second than third, but still playing third as well. So he's played about a dozen games at third base so far. So, you know, they're going to continue to, to have him ready at both positions, but you know, you look at the future and say that, you know, if Nolan Arenado is going to be a third base for a long time, uh, you know, you, you don't necessarily, you want to, you want to have Nolan Gorman be able to play in the field and not just be a designated hitter at, at age 22. Yeah, that that's certainly the way that you want to go. Um, when you look at what's happening right now uh, at the lower, lower levels, Jordan Walker is a name that we hear so much about. Uh, how is he doing? Because every time I hear his name, I'm hearing something big with him. You know, there's going to be a debate. Now I moved, Jordan Walker up to number four prospect in our system ahead of Zach Thompson last month. I do, I do a weekly re-rank, excuse me, a monthly re-ranking of the, the top 50 prospects in the system. And, you know, if Jordan Walker continues like he is, there's going to be a real debate as to whether he or Nolan Gorman is the best power hitting prospect in the system. I mean, Jordan Walker was injured. He had a, had a hand injury and he missed, uh, two weeks officially, but really missed closer to four weeks. So he's only played 22 games this year. He already has six home runs and 18 RBI. 
His OPS is almost 1,200. I mean, Jordan Walker is at, at night. I mean, he just turned 19 years old a month ago. He is showing that Class A ball is too small for him. Now, you know, maybe we'll see what and, – and by the way, oh, and his walks and strikeouts equal 17. So showing great discipline at the plate as well. And, again, I'm talking about a guy who's 19 – just turned 19 years old. You know, if, if Jordan Walker keeps this up, I can't see how the Cardinals are going to keep him in Palm Beach too much longer because he is playing exceptionally well. It's been kind of a rough start, though, for the teams in, in, as a whole, though, for the Cardinals in the minor leagues, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has, Dan, and it's surprising to me because the, you know, the tradition of the Cardinals is they never draft high. They always draft in, you know, around 18, 19, 20 in the draft, so they don't get the top picks, but they draft extremely well, have a lot of good depth, have the pitching to be able to compete at every level. And this year, the Cardinals minor league teams are all in last place um, in their respective divisions. And uh, nobody has a, anything close to a winning record from Memphis on down. And that's just unusual territory. And the core reason why is the pitching. Uh, the pitching has been bad uh, at pretty much every level. And the Cardinals, to the point where the Cardinals have had to go out and sign and acquire a, a number of pitchers from independent ball and, 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 and one catcher uh, outfielder as well. They've got half a dozen players now in the system as they're just trying to find guys to throw innings, eat innings, and uh, do better than the six ERAs that we're seeing for, you know, a number of the minor league teams right now. Do you think that's because of the, the truncated season and guys just not having a, a year or season ago? Well, I think that's a factor, Dan, but, you know, I wrote an article about this at the Cardinal Nation recently, and I compared the Cardinals to their peers because, let's face it, the Cardinals didn't have a situation – Granted, the major league level, COVID nailed them. But in terms of minor league readiness, the Cardinals were no different from 2019 to 2021 than the other 29 organizations. And for whatever reason, the effectiveness change year to year has hit the Cardinals much worse than it has uh, some of the other organizations that they're competing against. And to be honest with you, I don't know why. Now, I will say that if you look back at the last few drafts, the Cardinals really focused on trying to beef up their offense. And they did that. But the pitching now is the problem. And so I don't have any inside information. Randy Flores isn't talking to anybody about what the Cardinals draft is going to be here in a few weeks. But I would expect that they're going to swing back around to trying to, to beef up their high-end pitching. Because after Libertor, Thompson, maybe Andre Pallante at double-A, there just aren't a lot of guys who you look at that say, hey, I, I see these guys helping St. Louis anytime soon. And a final question, we're, we're seeing foreign substances being checked on pitchers at the major league level every single night. We're seeing that uh, the last couple of games with the Cardinals. What's being done in the minor leagues, if anything at all? I'm not aware of anything, Dan. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, great, that's a great question. And you have to assume that if guys are doing it at the major league level, guys are looking to try to get an advantage in the minors as well. But I haven't heard a peep about that. That's something I'm going to look into now. All right. And uh, one more question. I love thecardinalnation.com. I go there every morning. What are you working on for fans uh, currently at thecardinalnation.com? Well, literally what I was working on uh, before we got on here was, again, this re-ranking of the Cardinals prospects. That'll be up in the next few days. Uh, come the end of the month, we'll have our players and pitchers of the month where we identify and analyze uh, the stats and results of the players across the system over the last month and, and make our picks. We, of course, detail every transaction that occurs, every player movement. 
whether it's a player moving up, a player moving down, a player going on the injured list. We not only outline what the, the transactions are, but we explain the implications to the player and team. And then, of course, every morning we have a recap of all the minor league games from the night before, links to box scores, uh, tons and tons of detail, as well as our, our um, four uh, team reporters at the four minor league affiliates. And that'll be five starting next week when the Complex League, formerly known as Gulf Coast League, begins their play. Awesome stuff as always, Brian. We will not miss next week and many weeks subsequently after that, and it's great to hear your voice. Thanks for the insight, the information. Always appreciate your time, and we'll catch up next week. And thanks to all of you who listen every week. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com, and this is presented by Blue Tail Medical Group.